0: And welcome to the Professional Insight Podcast, Season Five. Thanks very much for everyone listening. My name is Brandon Curry.
1: I'm Jeff Collins,
0: Josh
2: Bahn, and Trevor Lindy.
0: So we're uh, pretty excited here uh, to finally get the get our in, the Niagara's infamous Vin Diesel. We finally <laughs> we finally were able to to secure him. You know, we've been promising for the last couple of episodes that he was going to come on. So, anyone that's watching, feel free to to comment. This is our Vin Diesel right there, Carlo DeSantis. How's it going, man? Honored to be oh. here. Thank you. Oh, there we go. He's he's got um, he, he
3: looks like Vin Diesel, but he sounds like Barry Manilow.
1: He's got a little rock Wait. thing going on too. Eh? He's yeah, he's got the rock. Everybody, eh? it's he's everybody. Got, he's got a couple of looks going on. It's yeah. it's working
0: for him. It's working Thank you, gentlemen.
4: For him. <laughs> <know. kind. laughs>
0: Uh, so we wanted to talk about a bunch of things, uh, with yourself today and, and, and specifically Collins in, in the beginning. And we'll go, we've got a bunch of different topics, but your Carlo, your, your time is finite and we really appreciate you, um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. Um, and then obviously Trevor has a hard stop as well, cause he's
2: got some stuff to do in the afternoon as well. So, you know uh, what, we're all- because of the, sorry to interrupt you there, but because of the, yeah. uh, storm, uh the yeah. golf course hasn't been able to get things ready for us so I've been texting with Jay this morning and I got to do it tomorrow morning instead of today. Oh, okay. So. Then great. So, a 5 hour so I, don't have, a hard, I don't have a hard stop today. Okay. Um
0: at, least at that time. All right, awesome. Well, that's cool. That's that's great. I guess that's okay news. Great news. I don't know. Whatever. Uh it is what it is.
5: Overall.
0: Um So the biggest topic that we get a lot, uh, when we, whenever we do topics and and questions and stuff like that, it's the renovations of homes and what you should do and where you should concentrate and focus. Either you're doing a flip or, you know, you have a finite amount of cash regardless. Everyone does. And, um, they're looking at what rooms to prioritize in the home. Now, obviously, Jeff comes at it from a realtor's perspective. Um, but Carlo, I mean, in your experience, too, because we'll tell, tell everyone, I mean, you have been a- on the show before. But for anyone that's new that's listening, it's, you know, you're, you're the you and your mom, owner of uh, Carpet Emporium in in St. Catharines. But uh, go ahead and, and explain to people what you do.
3: Just give them a refresher, Carl.
4: The Emporium Flooring in St. Catharines. And we, you know, sell and install all different types of new construction, condo buildings, subdivisions. So it keeps us busy.
0: Now, when you are looking at a property, and then you, uh, Collins and Carlo, you guys can both chime in on this one. The questions are: if you're looking at a property to either invest in, but from a like already established. Flip essentially, um, or you've just bought it. I mean, this is going to be maybe your beginner home, or maybe your forever home. But where should someone prioritize, Carlo? What like where they should do, They look. They should look first, I guess. So yeah, I get objectives
4: right. So if you are getting a place ready to sell, most for the realtors is just taking care of anything that looks too worn, dirty, dated. You know, last week we did some carpet for a realtor had uh, uh, recommended us to do listing. You know, and most likely the buyer who's moving in is just going to rent. But we put in some inexpensive carpet just to clean it up and fresh. And I today, and he had said there's four houses for sale on that street, and that was the only one that. So, you know, he believes it that, uh, and I do too, that, you know, people going in that, that to be their dream, but they certainly want it to be, you know, clean and fresh and a current selling. Uh, if it's your, your own home and you're living there, well, that's, you know, prioritize, you know, the, the order in which you want to update things. So you don't want it. And then next year, you're going to rent your bathroom and you got to Pull everything. So there's kind of an order to do stuff that makes, makes sense.
1: Collins? Yeah, I think that the big change right now that we're coming out of the pandemic and the craziness of the house is that, that houses that are are done up nicely, that have a small honey-do list, really, uh, or a small to-do list, they're the ones that are selling. Um, I think the biggest things in houses have generally always been kitchens and bathrooms and those are the number one return on investments. But I I strongly believe myself that good quality flooring throughout is one of the simplest things to upgrade your house. Um, For example, a lot of houses I'll go through and they have the old laminate floors throughout everywhere and they they can get pretty worn. They get beaten up, they really get beaten up on the seams. You got old carpet, stuff like that. And one of my favorite things to improve a house to make it look better, just to throw engineered hardwood throughout everything if you can. Kitchens are, are, tend to be the most expensive renovation on the house. They can be, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 bucks. Or flooring throughout the main floor, you know, you can average engineered hardwood floor probably $78. You can speak to that, Carlo. You can get a probably as low as 550 but that makes a big impact on it. And when you're comparing like an engineered hardwood, which, you know, you can have a half inch, three quarters of an inch versus a laminate, which 12 millimeters, it's, it's much sturdier. So, the consumer's confidence just when walking through the house makes a big difference on it. So for me, it's, it's kitchens and bathrooms typically um, that are the number one return investments beside location. Curb appeal can help too, but kitchens and bathrooms. And I really like the flooring to improve a house too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Carly, you want to speak to that? Yeah,
4: totally. agree with the, uh, you know, kitchens and bathrooms are the most coveted renovations, but it's not uncommon now for people, you know, to want to redo their bath out that it's $30,000 depending on, you know, if you're doing custom tiled shower, it can get out of control. So, so yeah. I think, you know, flooring and paint is a <laughs> you know, simpler, more cost effective fix. Kitchens and bathrooms, like if you're, you're almost just renewing everything.
3: You gotta tell people right. they gotta get rid of the eight inch tile and the twelve inch tile. Get rid of that shit. Well
1: right? oh, the twelve by twelve tiles gotta go like that gotta dates a house really bad when you see it. You walk in and you've got a foyer that goes all the way down the hallway in the kitchen, yeah. and you've got eight hundred square feet of twelve by twelve tile. The client walks in, they think right away that's way too much work, and then they wanna go.
3: Yeah, you boys you and boys tell important. our listeners, tell our tell our listeners what they should be looking for in time in terms of those things, right? Like you know what I mean? Uh, well, it, it's always
1: you know different strokes for different folks, really, right? They all have yeah, their own 100%. opinion on it, but but like what what I find, you'll speak better to this, Carlo. But people don't like the twelve by twelve tile. So they like oversized tile, like twenty four by twenty four is really popular. Twelve by twenty four tiles really popular. You know, engineered hardwood super popular. They like the hand scrape. They like the uh, uh, the wire brush stuff and all that. Right now, that's all popular. You know, the light yeah. colors are really in right now, I find, too. Like, it went yeah. from dark colors to, to gray colors to light, natural-looking <laughs> colors are very popular right now, too. Or at least, at least with our buyers.
4: Yeah, you're right on, Jeff. Right on. That's the problem with a 12 by 12 tile, is immediately you look at it, it feels 25 years old right yeah. off the bat. So no one really wants that. But yeah, to rip all that up, wire mesh, you know it's huge dust that's a big that's a big product people when they buy a home they like to tackle that right off the bat you know so with the realtor before closing doing the estimate and then they (laughs) close they get the keys that's just because they don't want to do it later they know it's going to turn their house totally upside down
1: and i think a big thing in today's market which everybody keeps saying it's a balanced market i find it more of a buyer's market right now than a than a seller's market or a balance market, just because the inventory is piled up quite a bit, you can very easily in, in certain houses that are dated negotiate off. So if you're in a certain house in a price range at six to eight hundred thousand, for example, very easily you should be able to, depending on how long it's been on the market, negotiate off $10,000, $15,000. That could replace most of your floors on the main level.
4: Yeah. You know? And sure. then it makes
1: a huge impact on your house. So now you've got the money off, you've improved it, and it's probably worth more than the house was when originally listed. You know. To me, it's the biggest impact is the floors. It's the quickest impact, that in paint, obviously. But the floors, <laughs> you can rip them all out, change them all. Boom, it's a completely different house for people. The worst I find, and when I see older houses, you could literally count five or six or seven different types of floors. So one one bedroom was done with a certain color laminate. A different one was done with a different one. like they were on a, a, a clearance sale or something. They bought it. The hall was a different floor. The kitchen's a different floor, you know, different tile. is a different tile. There's no flow to it at all. And it turns buyers off right away. You know, it's, it's a very simple fix. Minimal amount of different types of floors going throughout it flows the house all the way through. And then people fall in love with it. The days of throwing the sign up on the on the lawn and, and getting bidding wars are over. Now you got to have quality again. And quality is done by proper, you know, proper renovations, which, once again, kitchens, bathrooms. I think floors are a gigantic impact on a house. If you can just put, you know, if you ever watch. Um, no, Property Brothers—they always flow the floors right through, and it's popular through the kitchen right now. I still love tile in the kitchen too, but I find a big trend on, on our builds, at least, as we put the hardwood right through because it flows, so, saves us a bit of money. But to observe, I, I want to, and I,
0: that's that's a great think. That's a great segue, Jeff, because I, I'm, yeah, because I was going to ask Carlo that. There's two things that I wanted to ask. Um, so, Carlo, uh, Jeff just spoke to hardwood in the kitchen yeah. is that advisable because and i only say that because you know like water on hardwood is bad and there's a higher probability of getting water you know on on your floor in the kitchen and also i've i've also heard i haven't seen it myself but uh hardwood even in the bathroom in some cases oh, I, don't like that at all. I don't like that at all in the bathroom
1: but so, no
0: i know so would never do hardwood in a bathroom.
4: Um, Especially with young boys. <laughs> tile, in the, tile in the kitchen is certainly more practical, but the with today's opens, it just doesn't work. Like there's not a good spot often to divide it. So it ends up because of the flow. Everyone wants that kitchen and great room kind of divides. So if you do that in one floor, it's going to make that space look bigger than if you divide it aisle and the other area would. So, I mean, I'm sure that trend will change last five years and probably the next five, five years. I would say we're probably going to put in 80% of kitchens at least. Wow.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, one trend I'm seeing a little different right now, though, too, that, that's just creeping up for our builds is people are starting to do in-floor heat on the main floor instead of just the basement. And it's a lot easier to do it with tile. So we're having people that are getting quotes on, on builds coming up and they want to tile their kitchens. And and this is coming back for us and it's because they want to have a heated floor throughout the kitchen. So it's just easier to do with tile than it is with, with hardwood. You could technically probably do it with hardwood, but I just think it's safer with the tile
5: you
4: carlo, can carlo. but like the wood powerful. insulates it's not as effective much better
1: to yeah
3: do a tile yeah. yeah yeah carlo tiled my tiled my whole main level so i went i went the opposite i did tile in the kitchen and i put tile
1: all throughout the 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 main room it's see you're italian table. so you've got to have as much tile in the house as possible you probably have a yeah, mosaic ceiling like, too you got
0: to have like, like do you also have the uh do you also Island, uh, Rome- Romeo? Do you have also the you know the lions outside of your house too, like the marble lions? <laughs> on I want to know. Like, hey, okay. you want to? And do <laughs> you have the second kitchen downstairs? I just want to make sure. Like, so you got full, full tile, tile.
1: Full, tile yeah, full tile downstairs, full tile upstairs. Tile. And you got like the
0: pasta going, and then she's down there just working away.
2: From I got honestly. Have you guys seen Bond's main floor now that it's redone that Carlo and his team no. did?
6: Yeah, they, that, no, that no, large tile,
2: like, t- f- that large format tile throughout the entire space looks awesome. It what, really does, especially very, like when like you walk into the entrance? Yeah. yeah, right. Like walk into the entrance, have that nice glass railing leading. You know what, guys? I think Curry, floor. we
1: should buy him lion statues. We should do that.
0: I
2: think. I think it, we like, should. Completely. I think we should
1: definitely. And they should just show up at his house. Yeah, that would be gold, funny. Two gold lion statues. Gold, gold. What do you think we're made out of?
2: No, <laughs> gold. Well, you're gold crazy painted. enough to do a thousand dollar bet that we weren't going to win. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, we had every chance to to win, and I was relying on my other team members. uh, And yeah. you guys didn't show up. So what are you going to do? I think they're exhausted
1: from heat exhaustion from the night before. Oh, Maybe dude, it was, it
0: was a, oh, that was a one hell of a long golf tournament. But anyway. No,
2: he's referring um, to the room at the Oh, uh, uh, the
0: Lions.
3: Just to the Lions before we leave this. It, oh, yes. To, we okay, we back to, to the Lions. Oh,
2: he yeah. wants them. He he's wants them
0: now. And now he's angling he for 100% it. wants the Lions. <laughs>
3: <laughs> from, from what I believe, Lions in the front of the house for ah. the Italians, and mm. we'll have to research it, indicate that the house is owned. The thing is what? That the house is owned and that there's not a mortgage on. Oh. I've heard
4: that
0: too. I don't know if that's true oh. or not, but I've heard yeah. that too. I'm
3: not 100% sure. But...
0: All right. Well, we're going to go to the Google search. If anyone knows oh, that. Guys,
1: uh, you guys want to put lions on my front? I, I, I heard <laughs> a, a pineapple door knocker too means you're swingers. And <laughs> and stars on the front. I heard that too.
2: But yeah, I've heard stars are conflicting. So imagine you if you bought a house. <clears throat>
1: All right,
0: Rookie. Rookie's in. In Italy, they symbolize power and prestige. While in Quebec, homeowners place one or two lions in front of the house once they have paid off their mortgage. Oh, yeah, Thank you, you Rookie.
2: You literally drop right. lion on front of house, and that piece about Quebec comes up. It says it right oh. there. Yeah, first thing, yeah. first uh, search. So in what Quebec does it mean tomorrow. to me? Because I'm
1: French and Italian.
2: <laughs> See, that means to me as well, a there
1: real you go. You're they, there you they've go. got no mortgage. I can grind them a bit more. They got no well yeah but now you just have to
0: like that's the other thing too the pineapple door knocker you better be uh, as a realtor that's why you need to deal with a realtor because imagine buying a house with a pineapple door knocker and not knowing that that symbolizes that you're a swinger that that's the number like, one that, that you could get away.
5: awkward
1: real quick or it could get really great you could, you could change your whole life you know it could you could go to a whole new world new, whole new level
2: whole. That, that's got actually a make.
1: search a search category in there is swinger uh, um, paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, swinger, but you yes. can put it in there. So so this rant's uh, kind of gone on the. <laughs> yeah yeah. So sorry, Carlos. We somehow sorry, Carlo. we
0: got onto pineapple door knockers from
1: putting. <laughs> you should lions not have on the a
3: pineapple door knocker, and, and you should have lions on the front. Well, door. it depends.
1: Yes. Each their own line. Be... Some people might want a pineapple. In it. Maybe maybe they're <laughs> unsuccessful swingers. They don't know why people are calling them. <laughs> just got to put the right thing on their
2: door well if we're screwing around with bond and putting lions on his porch i think cur uh not curry collins is going to have a pineapple doorknob hell yeah
1: (laughs) i think how do do you know i don't have one already
0: well the cheaper no the cheaper that's how i find clients the cheaper option for bondo is to put just just in the middle of the night put a pineapple doorknob on the front with a bunch of stars and you know a big welcome sign and then let's just see what happens Come come in and see my new porcelain kitchen slash living room slash ev- great room. Fireplace. It's very Californian.
1: Wow. Sorry, Carly, we went way off tangent there. Fireplace. Yeah, yeah.
0: totally. Uh, so,
4: Anyways, Carlo, Josh's place looking great. Really like the, you know, that's a small percentage of what people are doing, but it looks really good to do right through. But it's got to be pretty modern design, which, you know, Josh's house suits us.
0: Now are you seeing a rise carlo in uh carpet coming back or do you think that's been cuz that that definitely is I love you know, carpet no I love it 40 50 years old from a it was, like shag carpet was everywhere in the 70s and now um shag's back baby shag's back it, like what like what are you seeing from because like and I only so, say that because now you your your family business has been around for a while and you are yep carpet emporium, like that's the primary of your, you know, carpet emporium. So then, you know, it's been 50 years people are tearing that up. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
4: You know, it's funny, like the younger generation, probably like our generation and a little young people have ever had nice carpet. Their experience is with like, so I find when you put a nice piece of carpet in someone's house, like they've never really experienced that, that before. So, you know, the people, people are really happy with it, but it's a pretty small percentage. Like most new houses we do is for budget reasons. If, if they had their way, it would be all hardwood hard and tile. They wouldn't have any carpet. It's more base price. You know, the builders is going to have carpet as standard, get big upgrade to change, change the wood we still end up doing a lot of carpet. I think it's making a comeback, but it is, you know, a nice de- design element that few people like, and designers will certainly put some carpet in the house just to soften it up.
1: Especially in the basement, like carpet in the basement really warms up the basement. If you got young kids, they can roll yeah. around in the basement and it's comfortable. You know, I don't like it on the main floor at all, but the basement we've had, uh, I don't know, 25% of clients that get their basements finished like the carpet now. It's quick it's affordable it's warm you know it's great like i remember that one of the first houses we built we did the basement carpet just to you know it was a a quick finish for it and we had an open house and all the kids were rolling around on the carpet and you know and and playing and wrestling and stuff and then they couldn't do it on the hardwood because they get bruised everywhere and stuff like that so it's warm you have a sleepover the kids know they can put their sleeping bags down there it's very comfortable i like it in the basement i don't like it on the main floors
3: well it's a it's a hygiene thing i think for the most part right i think People are just so paranoid now about uh,
1: dirt and germs and. Well, it's I'm, the pets. The pets are the worst part. Like, cats it, like to pee in the corners, and then you know it's like you never get it out. That's like when you rip out old carpet on a house. Like the the yeah. you see underneath it is just well, you know just the just the shit that accumulates. Like you pull out a carpet and like you you sweep
3: up a good <clears> pile <throat> of stuff there, dust and. Just who, whoever knows what the hell's in there, right? So, I mean, uh, anybody that's pulled up a carpet, uh, definitely be turned off for putting down another carpet. I, I oh,
4: yeah, you gross. Big reason why people people don't, like, people want vinyl or hardwood, for sure, is it's just practicality,
1: cleanliness. Yeah, and are you finding the luxury vinyl clicks the most popular in the basement right now, too, Carlo? Yeah, it's waterproof, it's warm, you know, it's better than laminate.
4: Vinyl for sure. And it looks so good these days. Like it's, you know, looks better than an expensive hardwood. So, you know, even that will do like a nice house, like a $2 million house and kids, and they'll put in like a nice vinyl. Like I, I yeah. ne- never thought that that would so practical and easy to live with. And it looks so good that that's happening. You told me five five years ago that someone would be putting like vinyl instead of hardwood in two million. Yeah, yeah. What are are your thoughts? Well, well,
0: what, what are your what are your thoughts though on like what trends do you besides the the hardwood going throughout? What are what are other trends that you're finding when you're going into homes, Carlo? Because you are you do deal with a lot of. Um, you know, very cutting edge builders that are always very up to date on the trends and stuff like that. So maybe especially with interest rates, which we're going to get into, you know, fairly momentarily, but, you know, what are you seeing that if someone's <clears throat> buying a, a, an existing home um, that they can probably do that's inexpensive, cheap, or like relative to a total reno and a total gut that could kind of keep them on the cutting edge of, of, uh, you know, design.
4: So like, in the really nice stuff that we're doing, we want their homes to look, look unique. So, you know, you can't be very unique with tile, or sorry, with hardwood or LVP. often that, you know, we create that, that unique. So we'll have a home that we'll do tile Bathroom that's four foot by four foot tile, like huge tiles, or, or chevron, or some type of pattern or something to make it unique. So I find homes, you know, most of it's going to be wood, but in those smaller areas that are tiled patterns, things that really give it some personality. Um, well, you know, in, in an office or one room. In like a hardwood herringbone or chevron pattern, a little bit of detail. They're not they're not often building square foot houses. They're building you know twenty five hundred square foot bungalow with high ceiling finishes. So that's like the nicer stuff that's getting done in Niagara right now, driven by uh, baby boomers, right? They want one floor bungalows want that huge house anymore
3: what have you guys seen um uh like the two-tone kitchen
1: <clears throat> cupboards? like uppers and lowers different colors yeah. you mean yeah. yeah i find that's kind of gone out a little bit it's a lot of uh a lot of the islands are different colors and then you have different ones but you, you're seeing like new dark color cabinets come into play now too like black kitchens and stuff like that it's a little bit different
0: so if you've got so and I think the biggest thing for um, carpet, Carlo, that I, you know, just as a dad of a six year old and a four year old is is the stain potential. I mean, we, we talked about pets, but I mean, kids probably up until the age of like 11, 12. I mean, Trevor and I were having this conversation on Tuesday at the auction, um, you know, just to hold off. Uh, right. Remember that conversation, Trev, that yep. hold off on getting a new kitchen table, get a, you know, a new coffee table, just wait until your youngest is like 10 or 11 before you even contemplate that. hundred um, uh, which I think is a great, is great advice. Um, but you mentioned that. So that's the thing why people sometimes shy away from, because a really nice, like plush carpet is, is I do agree with everyone on here. It's, it's really nice, but is there would you go then that click vinyl that it, it, as an example it's very durable and hardy they can hold up to the kids too
4: yeah in like the basement
5: you, you could do
4: the vinyl of- and you could do like an airy rug on top to give it to be a little, a little bit softer but you know people with small kids like, like to have a carpet yeah and it's just you know you're gonna keep keep it yeah it's gonna get some, some jars over the years and And you're gonna replace it at some point. So you're gonna do it like now, current, you know, fourteen or something. You'll be ready for a change, and you replace it. But stains of carpet, not perfectly, but there's stain cleaners. You can kind of manage it.
3: Okay. Like it's so weird weird to me because just based on the. My decisions for flooring are, for the most part, completely based on health and germs, right? Because I'm, you know me, I'm a little bit skittish when it comes to germs. But the most comfortable is carpet, by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By far, the most comfortable to walk on, temperatures-wise, and feel-wise, is carpet. And it's you so can, funny that, you know, you based you on- You can feel a
1: difference on your knees and legs when you walk down in a carpet. You're like, oh, what? A, wow, this is like comfy, it's a cushiony and all that, it's nice. It just we haven't had so much carpet in in houses for so long. Like I find maybe five percent of houses I see that have carpet.
2: That's it. Nothing better than carpet in a bathroom.
1: Oh, that's gross when you see the
0: stains around. That is so (laughs) gross. (laughs) Whoever started that trend is (laughs) so wrong on so many levels.
1: Speaking of trends, too, I I want to circle back to it Um, when we were talking about the lions. No, no, no. To uh, Carlo was talking about backsplashes is another big thing. I find a lot of herringbone and chevron tile back there. I also find there's a, it's almost a cyclical thing where mud rooms now are starting to get the little eight by eight tiles that are, are pattern tiles. And you have to put them all together with, with color and stuff like that. Right. Not in big rooms, but a mud room, you know, a foyer maybe sometimes or a back wall for like a custom cabinets, or like a locker type area. There's a lot of really neat patterns coming out in tile right now. I love it. I love seeing the color there. I, it, it seems like it's almost a flashback to another Italian house, you know, where they had the pattern tile everywhere and now you can go in a house and it's, it's like a 30, 40 year old tile of pattern tile. Like, wow, that, that almost looks like it's brand new and it's 40 years old because that, that style is coming back and it's coming back pretty hard right now.
4: You're right on. Like, you guys didn't really need me. Jeff's a flooring expert, <laughs> pretty much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I the, I'm a trend expert. then. it. The
4: uh, <clears throat> boy not the room used, used to be a really low priority room that no one cared about. It was like, Oh, let's say, but yeah, you're right, Jeff. It's like like front and center now. People want like pretty cubby Instagram looking stuff or pattern. So it's a funny space that no priority that now people want done nice. And the other thing that's funny too is like the utility room, no one ever, ever used to do. And now when we do a custom house, they want, were doing like tile or we're doing vinyl plank in that utility room that never used to get.
1: Yeah, they want every inch of the house done. Maximize you know? the space, eh? Not oh, just Man. another place to decorate. But <laughs> I'm doing stuff. that
3: too, but I'm doing it a different way Like, because I'm starting to utilize my utility room as a storage room and I'm bringing my workbench in there too, right? Because might yeah. as well use it, pull it out of my garage so it frees up a little bit more space in the garage.
2: What are you uh, making wish- on your workbench there? I'm going to start doing some woodwork. Oh, there you go. You're gonna yeah. get into well, some of that acrylic stuff. Pineapple oh, knocker. Foxy. You're gonna you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, poc- you're gonna, yeah, gonna yeah. chop down
0: big pineapple knocker. You're gonna do knocker. it like a little David Bunyan there and just chop down a tree and then
1: you know. I was thinking wooden lions. <laughs> okay. That's a whole okay. nother
2: stage for Italian, <laughs> oh, eh? a whole, Wooden yeah, lions a... in
1: the front. It means that you uh you're liquid <laughs> and <laughs> you have no more good, eh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll wrap you them off. in tinfoil for you. You
1: pay off your second mortgage, you get a Wooden lion. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, he's got a vacation home paid off, no mortgage, and a house paid off, no mortgage. Then you get a, a wooden lion. You
0: get a wooden lion, yeah, covered in epoxy. Just a little um, inside the big one. Right. <laughs> um, so, on, well, now that we're uh, actually, that's not a bad segue. Let's just talk about uh, mortgages. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Carlo, w- we'll, we'll, we'll like you to have your input in this as well because um you were saying uh, you know a while ago we were, we were having a conversation I think about maybe three months ago and you were mentioning about how hey if the economy's good, your house is going up in, in value, you you have more of the, the home equity line of credit, which typically uh, you know notwithstanding free cash flow, that's where people usually take home rentals off of as the home equity line of credit because at least it's justifiable yeah. Um what um now with the interest rate increase is just for anyone that is maybe listening to this a couple months after you know we're we're recording this uh well you this if you're listening to this we're actually live uh, on uh, towards the end of july so it's just right about a week after the bank of canada uh did a shock one percent rate increase uh Mm -hmm. yeah and we'll get into the last time there was a
3: one percent increase
2: 1998
0: yeah it's been 40 44 years it's been 39 years since we've seen inflation this high too right 1998 25 years sorry 20 25 years i was i was confusing both the the inflation number which is 39 years that's right um so we're crushing it um you know (laughs) what May what was it May's I uh, know June CPI was just 8.1% Trev I think was is what
2: came yeah. out yeah June so, uh that was just reported yesterday the 20th of July by StatsCan it was 8.1% for uh uh for the CPI up from 7.7 uh the month prior for May
0: I do think we will I do think inflation has peaked I mean it might hit like let's say you know maybe a little bit higher than eight but i think i think we're done now on it um but that being said um carl what are you seeing when people are coming into the store i mean y- you you were open and honest and said like you guys were extremely busy during covid um it was has that traffic subsided
4: yeah. so it's covid like insane and you know felt even busier trying there was times where, you know, we could only do essential projects, but we couldn't let people samples outside. So it was, it was messy. So, you know, probably when they started putting the interest rates up, the store traffic really quieted down. So I think people are being a little bit more cautious, less likely to want to <coughs> run a big project. Uh, but the new construction is still on fire. New construction going on, and most of that new construction, so a builder has, you know, fifty houses. They're all sold. So the pipe's pretty solid for the next two years, just with new construction. But yeah, it's been, more, which sometimes you get get in the summer too. So we'll see what that translates to in. In, uh, September October which it typically picks up more
1: how are you feeling about the supplies Carlo is there a lot of backordered stuff right now for you guys so you know it's it kind of changes the vinyl and the hardwood are
4: pretty good right now the tile is really bad Europe yeah and they have chaos over there with the war so the energy prices are trees that are just closing so tile is kind of chaos but you know there's so if you know the one you pick's not available there's another substitute that's going to be pretty similar so we're able to kind of navigate around that. okay um you know prices the price increases starts which is a good thing so to curry's point i think the The inflation hopefully is, because it was like every month. You know, suppliers are just putting up. Hopefully, that's the case, and we can get back to some normal. We'll see.
1: It's gotta get rid of the gas surcharges that are everywhere right now.
5: Yeah,
4: that's on everything in the container shipping. You know, thousand dollars to ship a container from China to Canada, and it reached a peak. And now, now it's kind of hovering just below, below 20,000. So, I mean, it, it's a decrease the cost of all kinds of things. Yeah. Because Super- some cool. things like final the plan, there is no domestic option. It comes from China or nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, what was,
3: that, what was that value per can you said, Cardinal? So,
4: it used to be about China and it reached the peak of 30,000. Tile in a container, you can get like usually a container of tiles each. So you think if it goes up twenty five thousand bucks, that's over a buck a foot. Just not,
1: yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
4: So, but that's starting to come down. So hopefully,
1: yeah, we're seeing a lot, lot of stuff starting bit. to come down.
0: Yeah. Good what are me. your thoughts on? And I, I, this is again to the to the both of you. Like, because biggest because of because of CPI because of you know inflation and what have you. There's been some consistent chatter that, you know, yeah, it's starting to come down, and we're expecting definitely by Q4 to have a little bit of pressure taken off. You know the the pressure cooker, in order to, um, you know, get as supply chains go back to normal. But I guess there's the um, cynic in a lot of people that, you know, why would builders or why would retailers drop their prices when they can keep the extra margin? Uh, Carlo, you want to speak to that? And like, I, I heard that on the weekend, too. Uh, I've heard that a couple of times.
4: So, I mean, most pro- like projects, right, that putting in quotes, for bidding on these things. So, and it it's it's pretty competitive times like i had a commercial pro- project i bid on it was about, about 150 thousand you know you know i have a good relationship with the builder but basically you know he told me like, like the two and you know luckily we got the job because of a, a relationship just going to keep all that margin i'm not competitive you're not going to get the work so as you Know demand dries up a little, a little bit, and I think that's good for our economy, hopefully, a competitive place. And that was tough to navigate during COVID because it's competitive normally, and people were like, If you want it, here's the price, and you didn't have an option for everyone. If uh, things go back to being competitive, and it's the same with a builder, uh, Jeff is building a house, and it's you know. 850,000 down you know the the guy across the street might be doing a similar house for 800,000 he's so you know there's no way as being in a just going to like hold on to margin because you decide
3: you want to keep it like it's so be short it'd be short lived yeah. uh, right if you hold on to those margins cuz you know Consumers
1: are going to catch on and be like, "No, I'm not going."
3: They're to smart. Me. Yeah. No. Yeah. As smart. far as, as as far
1: as building, you got to look at the different scenarios though too. As a builder, you can pre sell them, where and you got to go through the pandemic here. If it was pre sold, you could have locked in a price that it's not even close to what the value is when they get the keys. Yeah. You could also sell right now, where like say you sold in January, February, and their prices plummeted before they get the before they get the keys too. But a lot of builders, they yep. typically have allowances on their materials, right? So if, if you have an allowance of your flooring, say, $6 a square foot, it's really up to the buyer, right? So a- as a builder, there's different scenarios where we had sold, I'd say, six or seven bungalows in Dane City. And these were sold in 2021 and closed in 2022. And we sold them between 625 and 695 They got the keys as worth 850 to 900 Okay, and we still had to build them as a builder. We're Terry Unprotected where we had the ability if we wanted to to say, look, material increases, we're going to hold off for a while and see what happens. So we could have delayed it for a year. But we made the conscious effort not to do that because that'll just kill our, our reputation. So we sucked it up. We ate it up. You know, we did it right there. We did pass on some, some price increases to our, our clients though, because we had an allowance of 450 a square foot for hardwood and Carly, you know, you can't even really get that anymore. No. And so when we went to 525 on that and they had say 1200 square feet of flooring, they had to pay 75 cent increase on 1200 square feet of flooring and, and it was passed on the, to the buyer. And that was the only protection we really had on our contract was on the flooring. Cause the lumber, we ate lumber prices like nobody's business. You know, probably $10,000, $15,000 between trusses and a lumber package. We ate that, so it was less profit. The client made more money, and we had to suck it up and do it. But now it's a good question because you could have sold in January, February a pre-sold house at a, at a, a peak price of, say, $900,000 for a house. They get the keys, say, at the end of this year, November, and it might be worth $800,000. And this is where breach of contract could come could in. Be because People are trying to, yeah, the opposite. So it goes up, comes down, too. And really people have to understand in today's modern world, we haven't been through a pandemic before. So we didn't know how it was going to affect everybody health wise, money wise, material wise. We're learning all this. We're learning that, you know, it's almost like the, the, the government purposely inflated the houses to distract everyone for it for, for a couple of years. And now they're purposely deflating the house values, you know, and, and it's coming down on that, but material differences, nobody expected that. Nobody expected that. And there's a lot of hardships from it. And, Everyone's going to get through it and all that, but it, it's difficult. And I don't think you can inflate the prices. Our, our problem right now for our builds, we haven't pre-sold any of them because we thought let's stop pre-selling them. And now we might eat it a little bit on the back end because when we sell our properties, it's going to be at market value. Market value sells houses. So just like Carlos said, if, if the one builder is selling at 800 and we thought we're priced at 850, guess what? We're not going to sell the other builder will at 800. So we'll have to adjust our prices. It's uh
4: you know, and don't you think much of you know the cost of housing is, is driven by the cost of your land? You know, especially oh, with COVID, you know, you could buy, buy a decent lot in hundreds before COVID, and now you see lots getting sold for ten thousand rented. Like you'll get a 40, 40 45 foot lot for sale in St. Catharines. Time you get a building permit get some plans done, like you're over 500 before. You. So, you know, if that land stays that high, I don't see how housing is take you know, a big dip like some people predict because the cost of the construction happened. I'm with you
3: 100%, Carlo. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. I don't, I view this as a little bit of a correction. And I, I mean, I, 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 I follow the market, the real estate markets fairly closely. I mean, and I said it before and I'll say it again, we're, we're an hour from Toronto, right? Toronto is a metropolis that is, is, is going to be constantly in a state of...
1: Well, it's a top four city in North America, right? So like, and we're that close to it. Like people don't I'm, realize I, that.
3: I, I'm not that... Like <clears throat> they're not making any more land in the peninsula. You know what I mean? The value of lands, I think, are going to continue to, to um, sustain high. themselves, right? For the most part. What we saw for the first quarter in uh, in 2022 was just an anomaly, and it just kind of shot up insane for a few months there. Um, but if you take a look at the numbers, I, I would I would argue that June 2022, the average value of your home is still worth in the Niagara region more than in June 2021.
1: Yeah, not yeah. necessarily have- January 2022 but definitely you're you're probably up about 5% from June last year in June this year up. And that's what I told everybody. Yeah. From last year, Uh, I told everybody during the pandemic, it wasn't the houses that went up in value. It was the land the houses sat on. That's what went up in value. Okay. And and people don't understand that properly, but it's just, there was such a demand for a detached lot in the Niagara region from the people from GTA that they went crazy on. And they didn't really care about the house so much because for hundred grand, you can fix up a house pretty nice. So mm-hmm. it's just about getting that lot in a certain location that people were just hungry for. And so, and, and the best, Carlo pointed out perfectly, and it's funny because I'm an expert in yours and seems like you're an expert in my, my industry <laughs> too, Carlo, is that, that the lots we were buying in 2020 in Dane City, for example, were a hundred grand for the lot by itself, which nobody wanted when we bought them. We bought them all at a hundred grand. Can you imagine buying detached lots at a hundred grand right oh. now? They're 40 feet wide sign me up i'll take 50 of them anytime right but now those same lots are 300 grand so in the course of two years it went up 100 grand a year each year and that's it so if you look at the house prices that went up that you know it's a parallel to the value of the land so the the land went up and then the house that sat on the land they went up with it too those those junior builders that you sold those cheaper lots to better uh well, Adam, Adam's one of my, my closest friends, right? And, and I gave him great deals in those lots to help him get going. Like he got amazing. three of the lots, like great they deals. But I don't
3: realize the deal that they got, Jeff, especially oh, when you structured it. So,
1: it, But we were we were helping them out and we needed to move some of the lots. If we didn't move yeah. the lots, we'd lose our options on it. So it was me helping out. It was me helping a good client. He's a loyal client, hopefully for the rest of his life and all that too. And that's what you've got to do in business. It's all relationships, right? So. We had to move the land. Now we're on to 15 townhouses. Then we're on 22 lots in Fort Erie, you know, and this is land that's valuable. So when people say, well, I, I got to find land, I say, get the land shovel ready. And that's like the most valuable commodity in Niagara. You can find a house that you said, boom, here you go. Start designing your permit. You have nothing else to do. That's what people want right now.
0: Together, they form the podcast super friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights and discussions to help make
5: you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or at soundoff.network.
3: I, I, exactly. my, I my, think... my message is weather the storm, right? Weather the storm a little bit, right? Mm.
1: Oh, Also look at it like people are panicking but it's July. This is the first July we've had in Canada or Niagara region in two years. That's semi-normal it's golf tournaments going on. There's get togethers, there's auctions and stuff like that. Nobody's had this for two years. Nobody's had barbecues in their backyard. No. You know, COVID's up a little bit right now, but there's not that many people panicking about getting it right now at all. They're like, it's a cold. No. I'm done. I'm living life, whatever. I'm going to risk it now. And this is the first July we've had in, in, like, in three years, basically. We're going to do it. So, when it goes back to school in September, I, I believe there's going to be a little of a bit of a bump in September. The interesting part is they're also predicting another interest rate climb. But, you know, we're still historically low, I think, in, in interest rates, right? It's just that we are spoiled for so long with the low interest rates. It was free money. So, we, yeah.
0: so historically, we are low. But, Carlo, um, you, you were going to comment, and then, and then I'll comment on the interest rate stuff.
4: So, um, yeah, what was it? Uh, you know, another part... At people, because you you read comments online and you see the builders being greedy or charging too much. I don't think they have an appreciation for the lots are, and all the regulatory stuff that you have to go through. Oh, like what's uh, red right tape, development fees and parkland dedication. Like you know, it's over over fifty thousand dollars.
1: Five percent of parkland dedication fee now in Niagara.
4: Yeah. So, Crazy. That's why there's new
1: parks everywhere. <laughs>
4: They're everywhere now. Yeah, I'm doing an addition I'm getting ready for. And the back of the building is L-shaped. So we're really just putting two walls square off the L. And the permit and development fees are... Like, it is...
5: Oh, how much um, was that, cargo? I missed
4: it. Almost $196,000 or 97000 000. jeez just for the permits um red tape permit and development fee so that's putting like two walls of roof up obviously there's some like kitchens no bath- bathrooms it's uh it's actual
3: costs are there probably right Carvel? pardon some architectural costs yeah <clears throat> engineering i have the, yeah
1: engineering's yeah. engineering though that's always going to be be a cost Or yeah. it's yeah. the permits that's ridiculous like think about a basement permit right now do you know anyone who gets a basement permit when they finish their basement? Almost nobody. Never. You know what it cost me to get a permit on my basement to check the cold air returns only? 4,000 bucks.
6: And it's already,
1: already framed, already electrical, which they see before final occupancy. So I wanted to put drywall up on there, $4,000. They want to lower the cost of housing, lower the cost of the red tape bullshit that's going on there. The permits and all that crap is ridiculous. Here's another example. We're, we're building semis right now, so the semi a, a semi permit basically in Port Cobra right now for 1,700 square foot, approximately forty five thousand with regional fee, development fees, and and everything. And then so we get the permit, we build the whole semis. We're about to put them on market in a month, and then the well we talked about this bond the other day. Oh oh, you've got to sever it now. I mean, I'm like, what the f do you mean? I got to sever it? You've given us permits on these two two lots. Oh, you gotta you gotta sever it. I'm like, it's it's permitted already. We've already got it. All we need is a legal description change because we've got one parcel of land. We now need to make it two, which Bond can do like, you know, a a quick quick whatever change. No, no, we have to do that. Okay. We fill out this thing as if I'm developing it, eighteen hundred bucks. Eighteen hundred bucks to 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 sever something that needs public notice that they've already permitted us to do. That I'll sue their ass if they don't let me do it. How are they going to stop it? So it's it's an eighteen hundred dollar cash grab at the end for nothing, for nothing. And Jeff, it's not even like you know the the money is
4: you know obviously it. and ultimately that's getting passed on to your buyers. Yep. Yep. So you know this is part of what it makes. But it's the time. How many hours Nine. do you have to spend talking to bond, talking to the city? Like it's, bucks. I bet you're spending eighteen hundred dollars or more of your time navigating
1: well the, the grading plans alone suck up so much time but just getting them to approve stuff like you give something to the city it's three days before they even acknowledge that they got it you know and i hear port Colburn's one of the better ones <sighs> we'll talk offline no? <laughs> i'll give you all kinds <laughs> of stories they basically just cleaned <laughs> house there they cleaned house there because <laughs> of the complaints they've cleaned house hmm. The problem some, is right now in all municipalities, be, my, my take on is is they're not paying the people who approve everything enough money, so they're walking to private industry, and now you have a bunch of inexperienced people in place who are overwhelmed with the amount of business that they're getting. It delays everything and increases the cost, and as a builder, one of your biggest costs is carrying costs, sure. so if you're dragging something out three four months, you're not it's not adding a thousand bucks to your cost you're talking 10 15 twenty thousand sometimes on it you know because a lot of construction loans are, are not two three percent you're talking eight ten twelve percent yeah you know and that's huge it's huge and do they care is there someone you can talk to about that not at all there's no ombudsman or anything like that you can talk to whoever and then it gets lost and then five days before they get back turns into 10 to 15 to 20 There's extra cost and and you're right who pays for it it's the end consumer that typically pays for it you well, that's what fund. people think. Like, oh,
4: who cares if it pays, you know, fifty thousand a permit for a house? You know, like they're a big company; they can afford it. They're financing it. The homeowner's yeah. paying for it, but because the homeowner's not writing a date, it kind of gets a pass. But you know, when people are shocked that you know a thousand, that's big part of why.
0: Yeah, it's huge. Well, not only that, I think a lot of people need to realize like a lot of areas outside of the main municipal, <clears throat> the main capital cities in, in Canada really have had stagnant growth when it came to housing. I mean, you could probably point to maybe Milton or Brampton or maybe Burlington in the last, you know, 30, 40 years, but, you know, your Niagara's, you know, your down Windsor area up up in, you know, Northern Ontario, even in other uh, provinces across the country. um, You didn't have the growth that we've had in the last couple of years. And so to your point, Jeff, you know, you've got people still operating at the pace that it used to be back in the early 2000s. And this is just not that long. I'm talking 12 years ago. And so, they just don't know what to do because of, of the massive influx. And then of course, government is bureaucratic at the, you know, best of times and they can't even uh, figure out how to even unbureaucrat themselves. It's just, it's an absolute nightmare to, to navigate. I mean, even for me to put in a pool enclosure permit, um, when, when I, Finally got one. I mean, Trevor and I did it in the same year. And it was it's absolutely mind-boggling dealing with the municipality on that. Uh, I made the mistake of giving them a, a rendering of, uh, uh, of my landscaper's drawings. Because I'm thinking, all right. Because they give you literally, literally like a sheet of paper where you fill out the first page is all the information you, they need. And then a sheet of paper, literally a blank A4. And you actually have to hand draw where your pool goes like how archaic is that like that doesn't even make any sense wouldn't, I wouldn't your pool company
1: that. have that program for you like draw it up for you like- so but this is my point yeah Jeff. but, you, extra you cost. Yeah, oh, but
0: okay. yeah
1: so just yeah for a
0: for an extra cost okay fine but i can do the application myself that's not a big deal but they would still get the pool company would still get that application that is the permit process for the city of St. Catharines and actually for many municipalities around Niagara specifically.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So I get this and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do a kindergarten, a kindergarten project of, of let, let let's see how well Brandon can draw. So I call up my landscaper. Oh, We'd heart- already done a mock-up. <laughs> hey, what's that, Bondo? You got hardly to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I got uh so I got my landscaper who had already done a mock-up, just a mock-up or, or a temporary drawing to kind of put where things go. And he actually obviously put where the pool was supposed to go. And so I submitted that. Now, the permit officer, I think is what you call him, um, got back to me like literally probably that was in the beginning of December of 2020. <laughs> And he didn't get back to me for two or three weeks. Yeah.
1: You got to go in there in person
0: vacation and what have you. Yeah. And so it, it sat in the inbox for three days to, to let COVID die on the, on the envelope that I left. <laughs> I, 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 don't know why, but it, it had to be quarantined for three days.
1: It still happens. It still happens today.
0: It still happens today. Cause yep. the, it has to die on the envelope or something. I don't know. And then, um, they get to it. And then he starts asking questions about like what my patio stones are going to be or whatever. So he, I did it so he could get actual to the inch drawings of where my pool is. And he, he actually legitimately said, Oh, you have to move it one more foot, uh, you know, left, you're, right or whatever. You're because setbacks, you're gonna be, yeah. Keep, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. That's cool. But then he started poking around. Oh, how big are these trees going to be? Well, you can't, you got to make sure. And I'm like, it's a mock up drawing. You imbecile like this is so you give me an A4 where all I got to do is draw the pool and that's all you're worried about because the pool enclosure permit and you're now more concerned about what trees and what kind of size stones I'm getting it's not your bloody business
1: Yeah, he's developing a whole subdivision
0: it's it's
1: absolutely let let, let me just tell one more story here quick about the issues that are going on with the cities and all that stuff Dane City right now we have, when you're building a house, you have to get a grading plan. So you don't really have a choice on this. The engineer for the grading designs the flow of the water for your house. Okay. In a subdivision. So when yes. there's a, um, a, a whole subdivision design, there's a master grading plan so The water flows properly, catch basins, all that stuff, swales and stuff like that. So in Dane city where we had, there's 28 houses that were there. We built 20 of them. And this was in an approved uh, draft plan of subdivision. And we took the 20, 27 lots. Now the problem is, we get designed grading plan that the engineer who designed the whole subdivision goes off the previous master grading plan to say, well, this is where the water's got to flow and all that. No problem. So they design a grading plan for each individual lot. They send it to the city of Welland. Okay, I'll, I'll even call it the city because I'm, I'm pissed about this stuff. Send it to the city of Welland. Their engineer looks at it whenever they feel like doing it because it's supposed to be a 10-day turnaround for, for a permit. And it's... Lately, been three to four weeks for it, which is, you know, an extra added cost on it, blah, 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 right? So, they approve the grading plan. So, as a builder, you build the house, you finish the house. When you're completely done, then you grade all the, the dirt and you put your sod down. You have to have sod on it because there's a grading deposit of about three grand in well. So, when it's all done, they shoot their grades and make sure it's done right. So, so the process is grade it, get um, Upper Can as a company we use. They come back, they shoot the, 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 the grades, and if it's approved... Here's an approved grading plan, they send it to the city, the city approves it, boom, they do it. So the problem here lies is the people, after they get their grading deposit behind us, what do they like to do? They like to cover in their swale because people don't like little ditches in their backyard. The problem is when the rear houses have the swales covered in, the water flows onto the lowest part of the land, which is our neighbor's house. So for us, we're doing exactly what the city's approved, exactly what was designed by the engineer who did the whole situation, and now what's the city want us to do? they want us to correct it according to the back property because they don't want to go to the back owner who's already got the grading deposit back and say, you have to put your swale back in. there. Oh, so oh, we've tried to correct it three times for them. That's bull. And now they want us to redo the grading plan that they've already approved. So it's landscape two, three times now. Now they're suggesting we put in a French drain, you know, which is added cost digging back up adding it's like $15 a linear foot for it and all this stuff. And so my last response to them was they threw us under the bus, said to our clients, because our clients are bad, mad because the grass in their backyard is dying because the water sits there. Right. So they want it to be corrected. They're protecting their yep. So our argument here is this is the city's fault. You've already approved our grading plan. And now you're saying it's not right. And the problem here is the people behind you, which you're not going to, to fight or tell them that they're in a bylaw infraction because they don't have a bylaw about it, who eliminated their swales. And it's as obvious as the day is long that, they have to put their swale back. So rather than doing that, they're trying to push that back on us. And we're fighting back saying, no, 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 no. You approve this grading plan, okay? So we don't have to do anything. But now the homeowners are mad. So the only way this gets wrapped up is we stroke a check and get it fixed. But this is the the biggest headache I find right now in the Niagara region is that the grading plan, there is no bylaw after the grading deposit is given back that they have to keep their swale. They can do whatever they want to their property after. There's There's no recourse. Technically
3: not correct, Jeff, because most of them have the subdivision agreement that stays registered against title to the property. And anytime that we're meeting with clients and there's a subdivision agreement that's still registered on title, like they'll expire, I think, uh, 40 years or something like that. So it's not a, a forever solution. But as long as the subdivision agreement is registered on title, the lawyer should be advising the clients that they should not be changing the grading of their property, period.
1: So really if we can prove that there was a swale in the backyard and it's no longer there, we could probably go after them or do we go after the city? Cause should the be city's the one not enforcing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Should be able to, but I, I, I would stick to your laurels on that one because at the end of the day, you've got a plan that's approved by They're, the city, they, By they've approved the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Did they do their, their final
1: inspection, right? When they came by. Well, th- this is the argument right here. Cause we have some of them that aren't approved yet, but when you get the permit approved, they give you a site copy. And yep. the site copy is on the grading plan, so they stamp it site copy, so they've yep. approved the design for that lot. Yep. And now they're saying we have to change it. It's complete bullshit.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if you've spent money to get it to that point, and then you're you'd be out further costs to uh, to bring it in.
1: Well, and, the, the, and then if they, they want to do that, is saying, well, we have to change it to as is grading. They should be doing that permit stage, not after everything's done. Right, right. Really, they should be yep. going back to the neighbor who's eliminated their swale. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So you got to put that back. You've got to put that back Absolutely. because you're causing problems back there. But if like they go, don't, they don't yeah. want to do that, if they don't,
3: municipalities don't generally want to get involved in neighboring dispute when it, they they won't get involved when it becomes a neighbor dispute as a water runoff. Right? They'll
1: mm-hmm. say litigate. Yeah, litigate, litigate. Well, let's litigate against the city. The or- That's the problem. Talk to Mr. Bruce Smith.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, well, let's, let's change, like, let's try to segue back to, you know, like back, back to, back to the topic of hand, which is basically the cost of, of, of actually building. And a lot of people just don't realize that. Like when, when a builder goes in and buys in, in, let's say Jeff's case, you know 27 lots that that's not cash that they're using they're they're leveraging it and any accountant and any financial planner would advise them to do so because that's the cheapest way to to uh, carry um but all I want to say is that that all goes into the cost of the home and the longer that these permits take the longer that the, the processing takes for Builders and, and, you know, even realtors uh, like like Carlo, who wants to build an addition onto his house uh, or, or onto his property, sorry, onto his business, um, that all adds money and uh, adds cost because they're carrying it um, and they want to flip it in as, as quickly as possible. So when these interest rate rises, when these interest rate uh, happens, these increases happen, uh, especially when it goes... 25 basis points more than what basically every single economist was actually thinking it would go. Um, it actually has a massive impact and it's something that Trevor brought up, um, which is hundred percent correct. And that is they're using data from 30 days ago to make their decision. Well, the fact that you talk to, again, you, you listen and read and talk to any economists who are way smarter Than anyone else on this on this program they will say at the minimum it takes a good solid six months to for monetary policy which is anything that the bank of canada or the federal government does to impact the economy and to actually filter you know filtrate through the economy so that we actually start to see true impact it can take up to 18 months and then we were chatting um Carlo, you and I were chatting yesterday and we we had this preliminary conversation. And you, you know, emphatically, you know, shook your head, yes. And, and basically you gave the example that because of supply chain issues, um, it's taking longer and and obviously permit issues and the delay and the red tape and, and, and what have you. It's taking builders longer to finish a house. So when I built my home with you know, back in 2013, I laid a deposit down in January. I had the house fully built and in my possession by August 1st. Well, because of supply chain issues and delays and permits and all this kind of stuff, you're adding on another three or four months. Yep. So a person who's walking in to try to uh, qualify for that mortgage, because that's what a builder needs. They need a They need a written letter from the bank saying, Yes, these people are good. Go ahead. They've got the funding. But with interest rates, you're you're raising the interest rates by 1%, which is you're not changing the mortgage rules. So people are not being able to qualify for either new builds or even builds in general. And yet they're they're working on 30-day old data in order to make their decision.
1: Coming out of a pandemic Coming, coming out of, out of the a
0: pandemic, pandemic, and they're not even going to be able to get a, to get their home for about another nine to 12 months. So, th- well, so what, if what? I may
4: hurry, like what? Yeah, go ahead, Carla. If, you know, let's say you were contemplating doing a, you know, an inch and they put the interest rate up a percent. And you and Kristen, our payment went up. Maybe we should put that on the back burner. Well, if you, if you did that job, probably coming to me to do flooring like 12 months after you make that decision because you guys are going to decide you're going to get a contractor lined up. You're going to do, you know, by the time I do the flooring, it's 12 months. So, you know, that, that the impact rate hikes in a business like mine are probably, you know, that 12 to 18 months. So you're absolutely right. And,
0: What you're saying, uh, Lindy, you want to speak to the the mortgage piece, like and and, right, like that's that I'm not off on that.
2: No, so like a big thing that's been going on, and we've had a lot of email exchanges. uh, So after the Bank of Canada went up by the one point last week, um, there's been a lot of questioning around. Well, if the client is approved, is this going to change their 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 approval? And basically what's happened now is, is uh, the insurers are all saying, okay, listen, if we have an approved certificate, so meaning like a, a formal approval in place under the old rate, and now it's gone up by 1%, we don't have to re-adjudicate the file. Why that's important to note is a lot of people like, you know, last week, this week, I've got some pre-approvals in prior to the increase and were issued prior to the increase. But the problem is approval, not approval. Uh, And now all those borrowers, we, I literally, I had to, to rejig all those numbers for those clients to take into account the higher qualifying rate. Right, so it's definitely it's right. pricing people out of the market. It's it's causing uh, uh, a huge amount of concerns, but you know, uh,
1: it's, it's cool in the market. That's what they're trying to do, right? They want to. Wasn't was
2: part of it? Wasn't part of it to get the new home buyers into the market? Right. Remember what part was to get interest? new home buyers into the market?
3: They wanted to control the the, the escalation of the prices of the house initially, right? Well, because the
1: weird part is the payment's going to be the same for the people, almost as when the prices were high, except the homeowners aren't making the money now. The banks and the government's making the money, yeah. right? Yes. Same payment, just they make the money now, not the homeowners. So they said, thank you. Yeah. Well, just, awesome. look,
3: just look at Jeff, uh, you know, a local municipality that started charging 40, 50 bucks every transfer.
1: Yeah, that's a new one that just got added on. That adds up with all the transfers they are coming on. Just for a transfer of land, not the deed or anything like that. Forty bucks because we did it in their municipality. Yep, just a little. It's nothing, right? Like you don't think about it like that. But forty bucks here, forty bucks there, forty bucks. You know, just add it on. That's well, just something so, brand 40. new this year.
0: Well, yeah. and I think, and that's that's what I u- usually tell people. It, it you don't, it's 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 basically you know water torture or you mm-hmm. know death by a thousand cuts. People don't go bankrupt or they don't go um, they don't get into financial trouble usually because of one massive bad decision. It does happen, um, but usually it's a, it, it's a cumulative uh, impact. So, the personal, know, decision. The personal contact, right? Yeah. well, I mean, like you usually get like, all right, interest rates go up. All right. Yeah. So your line of credit goes up or you want to go get a new car. Now that cost goes up <laughs> or, you know, then work starts to slow down and then you're just not, you know, all the, Something as exam- something as simple as all your social media networks or your your streaming services. Now, the, the amount of streaming services people have, the, the hilarity of it is, um, people got off of cable to save money, but they're now actually spending more money on streaming services than they ever were on cable. Really? And
2: oh, God, uh, just yeah. agree I disagree mean, with that statement. I'm not paying. I, I cut the cord a few years back. Yes, my costs yeah. have gone up, but still nowhere. Like I was a hundred and. Just for for satellite, I think I was 150 a month, and when I had switched over and cut the cord, uh, it worked out that I was about 80. With the increases we've had, I'm still cheaper, but I, you know, I, it's been a while since I've done the math because um, I've had a couple of emails come in like the zone is up from 150 to 199 a year, um, but I'd say I'm probably still less than that 150, probably 110 a month now. Yeah, but yeah. look at you. What's I,
0: I, yeah, but you're not the norm. You you are one yeah, hundred yes. percent not the norm, not yeah, even because people even got
1: low. Netflix Prime, uh, everything. It, the amount there? of yeah, I've got like, crave they get everything they got to have it all.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's they they've got the Lidden. they've got the crave they got the HBO Crave which would be over twenty bucks a month. They got yep, the I've Netflix got High Def that's over. Well, okay, the interesting, interesting thing go is going to be Netflix is
1: dropping big time right now. Hey, they've got they've got Disney like which is eighty to ninety dollars a month.
0: Prime, Prime, which is another sorry no Disney. disney's over is over a hundred dollars a year now
2: yeah that's true they went up a by year, year 40, a year 100, yeah 100,
0: yeah 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 so a that's year. that's now around another 10 bucks a month and then you got like it, it's crazy it just it's death by a thousand cuts well, so the know, next the thing you add is now, all
1: everyone had their own home phone now but now you got kids your kids aren't old enough yet but now my son just got his own phone at 12 at you know 60 bucks a month and then his younger brother in two years will have it so our phone plan for our whole house is going to be something like 300 bucks a month compared to a, yep. a, a, a landline, you know, where the kids could phone each other. It's going to be 300 bucks a month for our house, just for, for cell phones. Yep.
0: So like, these are the types of things that actually take, you know, that actually hurt people the most. And, 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 and the interest rate increase does have an impact on that because you, you increase the cost of an input. No business is going to, not pass that on to a customer. I mean, they'll eat some of it, but they just, you know, like any existing contracts, but going forward, they're, they're passing it on. It's one of the things that drives me, drives me crazy when people talk about numbers and don't put things into context. For example, you need to put numbers into context, you can't. So for example, if you ever talk to Jeff, and you know, people say, Oh, housing prices are down. Jeff will, Jeff will tell you. Carla will tell you. Trevor will tell. No, yeah, they're down relative to the previous months, but if you go June to June, we're five percent up. You need to put things into perspective. So, like I was having this with, conversation, oh, with a couple of clients, you know, and Trevor, I'm sure has this this conversation all the time. Well, oh, we're gonna wait for it to go down because it's starting to go down. No, it, it's down in 2022 versus.
1: The trajectory
0: it was on in <laughs> 2021, right. but if you were looking at pre-pandemic levels, it's still way up. You got to put context to things. You're the still buying at a
3: I discount think, right now relative to the beginning of 2022.
0: You're you're buying at a discount relative to the beginning of 2022, right. but not relative to 2021 nope. or uh, or 2019. So y- you waiting is just exasperate exasperating the the issue. Um, because you'll never be able to get into the market and I'm, I, and, and the markets are now down, so you can't even save properly. Um, but the one thing that drives me crazy the most, I'm seeing a lot more, um, articles on and people commenting on is the fact that, you know, the quote unquote fat profits or the, you know, as the companies are now starting to report, you know, I got asked the question, like, well, what do you think about, these people who are making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars; these businesses, and um, you know, they're crying poor. And my answer to that was, okay, well, that's a very layered question. So the first thing is, are they? If they're crying poor, okay, that's just bad form. Just if you're making a couple hundred million and that's on your butt, like the grocery store chains and stuff like that, how about you don't cry poor? You just just keep quiet. I go, the second part to that question is, do I have a problem with the business making that kind of money? And the answer unequivocally is no, because if their margins are 8% and they keep their margins at 8%, and because of inflation, your profits naturally increase because you keep your margin the exact same, then why would I, if I never had a problem with it in 2019, Why would I have a problem with it in 2022? You're being hypocritical. You're just saying that because they're not passing on the savings onto you. You want the business Mm -hmm. to take less on their margin. But the problem is, is what people don't realize is that margin is what they use to run their entire business. That's, that's the whole business case. Um, Carlo, I don't know if you want to chime in on that. Um,
3: Uh, Yeah.
4: I mean, I, with any business making lots of money, that you know, no situation. And I think you know when we talk about you know Rogers has been in the news a lot. As two three companies that dominate our our cell phone market, you know as Canadians, I don't feel like most people think there's fair competition. Competition, you know, they have that. that's. The supply and demand and the economic that makes our country great is, you know, that free enterprise system.
0: Right. Uh, Jeff, do you want to comment on it at all? About what? Well, we're just, you know, <laughs> talk, the topic of conversation that we're talking about right now.
2: He needs a refresher. He wasn't paying attention. Uh, no, I, was uh, listening. Listening. I wasn't
0: paying attention. Yeah. Just you know the. People feel bad for making
3: large pockets of money, right? Like, uh,
1: no, not okay. Well, I'll comment on it. They thought this is one of the things being a builder think of just rolling in the money and all that. Now the last two years during the pandemic, we were super busy, but, but to be honest, our profits were down because of the cost of materials and all that and locking in early prices. So we probably worked twice as hard to make half the money. Right? So the year before we built half the houses and made the same amount of money as last year, building double the houses, but the profit was cut in half, right? So there's like, even in Carlos industry, like running rampant the, two the last job. few years. Yeah. I find, yeah, every all the trades all the material companies, anyone to be involved with building have been working their ass off the last two years with no stop at all, except for the beginning of the pandemic. But yeah. We're not making more money. Every, I find everyone just running on fumes, burnt out. You know, and like you can tell because trades guys are really good. I work with a lot of trades people and all that. And great tradespeople I work on a regular basis, but they don't want to take on any extra business right now. They, they need the weekends to recharge if they can. I, I haven't had a vacation in three years. You know, I'd love to go on vacation. I, me going away is two days to Blue Mountain just to, to breathe for a second, you know, because it's been so busy. But it's not rolling in the profits. It's, it's double the business and half the profits, but really busy. And you take it while you can because you never know when a downturn comes. But people think all the people in this industry were rolling in it. Like all the tradespeople and businesses like Carlo, he said it earlier. You have to be competitive. You can't go in there with a retail price on all your flooring and expect to get the business in the top. You're competing with three other businesses who want that top. With tradespeople, like I know electricians and plumbers that we say, would you like to quote us on it? And we're loyal to our guys. But they're like, no, I don't want want to compete with with other tradespeople that do building because there's not enough profit in it for them. Like they work off, get it done quick. They like a, a house like that, but they're not making loads and all that. It's a business where they have to keep that relationship going, but they're burnt out. Like there, there's so many burnt out trades people. Like people are trying to get quotes for, say, a concrete job in their backyard, a fence, stuff like that. And people aren't showing up. It's just because they're so burnt out right now. And it's almost good. And I, I'd never like to say recession is good almost good because some of these things need to be reset in price and all that, and then you'll see the cream rise to the top. So the people that sustained it and worked through these busy times, uh, we're going to remember the ones who did that because it, it's been it's been a tough two years. Like nobody thinks it's been tough the last two years. It's been it's been hell, and you know we got through it, but there's still a pain to come. So we'll see what happens the way we get out of this pandemic because they're aiming for a recession. We'll see what happens. You're totally right, Jeff. And you know I will say. <clears throat> about
4: you know profits in that construction industry i'm sure everyone thinks that it's super profitable it hasn't been because you know you take on a contract one and then your costs come in higher you know i agreed to do flooring let's say in a house and you know so we make our deal and then four months later i, I got to show up with the floor up. So, so everyone's had their margin or margins eroded. The only in, you know, these last two years are basically been, you know, any buyer who a property, but by the time they close on it has made tons of money, but it's not the builder. It's- no, I, it's, it's, it's
0: absolutely crummy that people are actually, you know, using these interest rate increases as an example to kind of hit home onto small businesses who have been taking it in, in, and also big, even big corporations too, that have taken it really on the chin from a profit perspective. And now that everything is recovering and they want to keep their margins the exact same. Um, now, am I for corporation bailout from with government money? Absolutely not. You, you can't, you can't do, you know, can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Like you can't sit there and in the in the in the heyday say, stay off my back, leave me alone. And then in when things go south, turn around and go, Hey government, I want you to intervene now and I want you to give me free money. No, that that should not be the case. It should be one or the other. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's what i'm hearing and reading right now going through and even even on the social media platforms i don't think people fully understand because all these costs started to increase probably six months into the pandemic but it prices relatively stayed the same because businesses had already pre-bought their inventory for a, a period of time and that period of time varies for every business like carlo you would have i don't know what your inventory cycle is but you try to do just in time but What is it like you try to look out? So, you know, it's different, like a
4: subdivision project that we're doing. You know, we're ordering material, constant price with the supplier and say, hey, we're, you know, going to be buying projects. Supplier says, oh, I can do it for, you know, five bucks a square foot. And then increase. But with COVID, you know, it was new territory. So you had suppliers kind of, kind of all bet, um you know, no one quite knew what to do. So sometimes you would go to renegotiate and they would accept. Sometimes you couldn't. So
0: it was it was for sure. Well, we're going to go to the. Um... I guess the segment of the program that we want to do just advice and tips and stuff like that. Uh, we've got our market update pretty much. I'll, I'll touch on it on briefly in my, in my advice. So, uh, Carlo, just because I know you are tight for time and, uh, you know, how about you, um, with regards to any, like just a weekly bi-weekly tip that you would want to give, that you think that maybe you came across or that you want to maybe give to our listeners or, or people who are watching live right now in general, what's that for like, like flooring related in just anything in general, like, yeah, it could be your business specifically, but it could be also something that someone could really take away a good nugget. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, Always make a bet with Brendan Curry when he's drinking at a auction. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe even something along the lines of uh, you had mentioned about the uh, the foyers, I think. Is there something else like that that you can be like, heads up? This is I of- talk about coming
1: trends that, that you think are, are most current right now.
3: You know, my
4: priority when I'm like helping someone to design a space, you know, do something a little unique. So whether it's a Builder who's doing a model home, do something different that makes this house unique from everything else. And you want to certainly follow the broader trends, but you don't want to be too trendy. That's my advice when I meet with a client is I kind of look for an opportunity to do something home and they haven't seen before. So continually try to be creative.
3: So stay trendy,
0: but a little unique. Yes. And and one more fun, just a one. Quote. I have a curiosity question for you, Carlo. Uh, and then Jeff, maybe you can chime in when it's your piece. I was just, wondering when you're how doing often stunt
1: doubles for the next rock movie. Is it rock? Oh yeah, but, stunt yeah, doubles yeah. or is it Vin? I wish, buddy. I wish.
0: <laughs> uh, how often should someone update their house? Every ten oh. years.
1: Whenever the wife wants to do it, whenever the wife wants to do it, but that's when you do it. (laughs) Happy wife,
4: happy life. That's probably the answer. So, I mean, when you're doing, you try try to do stuff that's not going to date too much, right? You want to, you know, if you do lots of white in the bathroom, it might not be trendy in five years, but you're not going to, I mean, it's so much money to do. Uh, to, to renovate a house, yeah, ten years. So I think certain elements, like maybe you want to paint, you know, on, on a faster cycle, hell, on a much, much slower yeah. cycle. But you know, everyone's situation
1: is different. When the wife says, "Do it."
0: Uh, Collins, your little tip and advice of the week, or biweekly, or of the yeah month.
1: Uh, As far as housing going right now, I think if you're looking to buy a home, um, I find at least right now in July and August, it's going to be quite the buyer's market. So um, be stiff on negotiating, you know, take a look around. There's a lot of a lot of inventory out there right now. You see price drops on a regular basis. If it hasn't sold in the first two weeks, you should be able to, to sharpen that pencil and get something out of them it sucks to say that right now, but, but you've got to read the market. So when it's a seller's market, you know, you got to giddy up and, and, and pay for it right now. I don't find it being a balanced market. I think the houses that are really gorgeous and, and, you know, price, like do a CMA on it. Me and Trevor talk about this a lot of times, see what it's selling in the last two weeks because it's consistently going down. And and like you were saying about interest rates, whenever they raise, you don't see the true impact immediately. Right. So it, it should take way longer than two, three months. But right now, like when I'm buying stuff, I'm, I'm negotiating pretty good and trying to get some money off. And that money I get off, I usually tell them. For example, a house that I, I just got an accepted offer on, we have 25 grand off, and I told them that we should be able to get you all new floors on that and potentially a new kitchen. You know, like cabinet. We're not talking top of the line or anything like that, but I said engineered hard floored floors on the main level of about 700 square feet, and then a new kitchen cabinets on it, and that paid for with the negotiation off, which. In turn, would increase the value of his house. So it's back to what we used to talk about a long time ago when we started this, yep. like a purchase plus program, which I don't even know is doable right now. Maybe you can talk to that, Trevor, is negotiate a little bit and help pay for some renovations that might clearly be needed on the house. Because if the house doesn't need any renovations, it's probably selling. If it does, try to negotiate that off. That's what I'll and say. If right you just, now.
0: And if you just want to remind people what uh, CMA stands for.
1: CMA stands for Comparative Market Analysis. So for example, if you're looking to buy a 1200 square foot bungalow in a cul-de-sac, look for other ones that recently sold that are about the same size in a similar area and see what they're selling for.
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Collins. Uh, To Mr. Bond. Well, litigate, litigate, litigate. Sue, sue, sue. <laughs> I want to bill every six minutes. Yeah? yeah no. No.
3: I'm a solicitor, not a litigator. So yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm the opposite of Jeff. I, I'm, I'm more of a seller's hold strong. Um, I, I've done well in buying and selling real estate over the years. And my, my motto has always been, if you're never in a position where you are forced to sell, uh, you won't lose money in real estate. So my message to the sellers are, you know, hold strong a little bit. And I think this is a lot of it's a knee jerk reaction. We're coming kind of out of a couple of years of uh, chaos for lack of any other uh, word that could uh, possibly grasp what the, we've all gone through. Um, so I, I'm just, I believe this is a knee jerk reaction. I don't know how long the jerk is gonna happen a little bit of correction from what's happened in uh, in early 2022. And I think we're just going to stay the course a little bit. Obviously, yes, Jeff, it's going to be, I think, it is a buyer's market at this point in time. Uh, but I, I think by... Well,
1: and, and when I say negotiate, I don't mean like just gouge the crap out of them, but I'm saying that uh, you can shave a little bit of money off there to help pay for some renovations. 10 grand pays for flooring. 25 yep. can pay for a new kitchen, you know. Buyers sell the price guitar. Price. Yeah, buyers a little bit of leverage. Price. We're not going north on price negotiating now. We're going south.
3: I also have to make comment about our uh, friendly neighbors to the north and uh, obviously, uh, you know, this is a little bit more of a political uh, kind of topic, but, uh, you know, we know that they've overturned Roe v. Wade, right? So uh, I, don't, I would have never thought that we would have ever saw that kind of happen in uh, Roe v. Wade, for those that don't know, is, uh, you know, the right for a female to, to choose what they want to do with their body. Um,
1: our neighbors to the north or neighbors to the south? south mean, so neighbors south. to the south. Yeah. Yeah. I thinking, north. yeah. I was thinking, what is he talking about? What neighbors? Yeah. We people yeah. have... I, I don't. Russia. Yeah. Russia. yeah. Go Russia. over top.
3: I, I don't think that anything of the sort would ever kind of filter into uh, our society here. But, uh... anyways. Not I with think... the leader,
1: not with the leader we have in Canada right now and his dumb and dumber haircut. Yeah. But it's I just a find that great crazy. haircut.
3: It's just insanity. It just shows how insane the States is right now. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a free-for-all down there right now. Just a little bit nerve-wracking being their, their close neighbors in terms of where where all that dust is going to
0: settle, right? So.
1: Yeah, still all still the hockey players in our Canadian teams are going back down south. Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Peace.
0: Uh, Lindy,
1: what's your little Obviously. piece of advice if you want to? Yeah, lock, yeah. Your, lock your RV
2: at night. The, the, uh, uh, that one point increase was a shocker, right? End of the day for people, um, dramatically impacting your qualifying rate. Um, as we've talked about before, you know, it used to be five and a quarter or contract, uh, plus 2%. Uh, so really it's, it's telling people to just weather the storm, at least for the time being, um, you know, wait if you can. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Jeff had kind of talked about, you know, well, if purchase plus still works and all that stuff is still, still around, uh, and we can still make it happen. But if your budget is getting shrunk by 30 grand because of the qualifying rate, then it in most cases is eating into your budget to even be able to, to, uh, to do that purchase plus. So I got a
1: quick question for you, Trev. I had a client tell me that Scotia told him they no longer bridge mortgages. Uh, is that because the prices are going down right now? So people aren't closing. They won't, they won't bridge a mortgage between closes.
2: No. So I, I don't know the full context to the statement of your client to make that comment. Um, however, uh, a change that Scotia did make, uh, is as long as they have a mortgage on the new property. They will provide you with bridge financing. Um, if you're just walking into Scotia Bank and saying, "Hey, I want a bridge," TD did the same thing. Um, they're not just going to go and willy nilly give you the money, right? Okay, so they want some
3: collateral, right?
2: Well, uh, no, like the, because bank as as Josh knows, uh, banks are asking for different type of security registrations on bridge financing depending on the dollar amount. Um, but In the length of time. Yeah, it depends, yeah, right. But 30 day plus
3: usually, right? A lot of times.
2: Yeah, 30 to 30 to 45, depending on the institution. Um, but the the like we've heard before from banks is that mortgages are lost leaders, they don't make money off of mortgages, which which all know is a bunch of BS they like to say that about bridge financing. Now is that bridge financing is a lost leader. It, they do it as a value add for their customers, but they're not making any money doing it. So it costs um, the person
1: nothing They're They're paying pretty good money for bridge finance. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. You, you know, depending on the institution. More 4%, right? I, yeah, like I, I'm finding a lot of them are switching to a, a fee plus model. Uh, so setting a, a, uh, say a fee at $250 or $500, uh, application fee to put the bridge together, uh, then potential security registrations. And then their, their rate, which is variable, uh, prime plus, uh, and I, anything from prime plus two to prime plus five. Um, so if you're on the lower end, there's usually a fee associated with it. If you're on the higher end, there might be, if there's a fee, it's a smaller fee. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, higher borrowing costs. So so they're saying the thousand bucks
1: they make in two weeks of bridge is nothing.
2: Yeah. They say they don't make any money off of that. Now, something that has come up more recently in, in respect to the, you know, certain institution won't do something. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of issues that people are being faced with around porting their mortgage over to a new property or blending their mortgage, um, because, you know, if you're in a if you're in a rate of one and a half percent that we did in 2020, 2020, 2021 and you're buying a new house today well you don't want to sacrifice that one and a half percent or or um two percent that you have so the idea is to blend it right with the new contract um and there are some lenders that are kind of restricting what you can and can't do in in that capacity um so that's something that's been creeping up that people are getting uh, frustrated with it's not an all the time occurrence It, it depends on the circumstances
3: okay or the hacker Johnny Hockey. Well, uh, Johnny Hockey's American, born and raised. I know.
1: I know. He played They're in. leaving. Kachuk's leaving next. <laughs> Leafs has gotta so, go get him. Leaf's gotta get him. Yeah, Leafs with what? Them. Buttons? Kneelander. Like what's salary Cap. Oh, okay. Kneelander. Kneelander, Kerfoot, hole. Okay. Go Habs, go.
0: Uh, I guess my final piece before uh, we close this off, uh, I guess, is just with the markets. I do believe that we have hit the bottom of the market, notwithstanding any unforeseen circumstances that might come down the pipeline. Um, but as of right now, uh, this morning, I think the S&P 500 was at 3,900 points, slightly down. Dow Jones was a little bit up. NASDAQ was a little bit up. Um, but I think we've hit the bottom of those, those respective indices. And I think you're, the volatility is not going to go away um, with your investments. I think we're going to have some good volatility for the next at least twelve months uh, before we get some more steady movement in the up in the up direction. Um, so on that piece, stay invested. That's when the difference between missing the just the ten best days um, is astronomical. Okay over the course of 20 to 30 years of missing just 10 days in 20 to 30 years, the returns and the, and the end uh, amount in that account or in your investment account is astronomical. So stay invested. Uh, It's during times of volatility where you um, actually make the, the biggest, the biggest wins in the long run. And if you look at any great investor, both either real estate, um, or flippers, or reno, uh, people who renovate, or even in the markets, all the people who are extremely successful are the ones that actually buy in a dip, or actually buy uh, during a recession, or when when property is lower. It's so, a buy
3: market. It's a buy market. It's a buy
0: market. If you're in the market, pull the trigger. Now is the best time than any, just to get into the market and just to kind of lock it in because it will statistically it'll keep going up. Yep. Um, and that's basically my tip. Um, Carlo, thank you once again Thanks, Carlo. For on. Thank you. thank you very much. Really appreciated your insight on on all that, your professional insight. <laughs> Look what I did there. Um, and uh Bondo, take us out. Help us, help you stay informed. Ciao. Thank you, everyone.
6: And Jackie Holowaddy from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.
5: Hey, 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 hey. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.